the artwork, the drawings, the sketches, however it needs to come through, it does. Welcome to the Wild and Creative Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Marie Thompson from wildandcreative.com. I'm a creative lifestyle expert and soul guide, and I am so excited that you are here because we are going to be diving into fun, creative, magical topics on every single episode. I would love it if you could help me rank higher on the iTunes podcast menu. So all you have to do to help me out is subscribe to this podcast. Let's get into this episode. I'm joined by the beautiful Val Cripps, and she is all about a lot of different things. Let me tell you, she is all about, well, her business is called Valtopia, and Valtopia is all about, it's a place where you can make space. You can make space for growth, creation, um, manifesting, uh, bringing in your biggest desires, and it's it's allowing yourself the permission to be yourself, and through doing that, that's when our best creations are are formed, right? Um, So she is all about divine brilliance for visionary leaders. That's what she is. And also she assists you with cosmic co-creation, alchemy, and your divine transformation and becoming. So I'm going to give her the stage for a couple moments here. And, you know, Val, just tell us a little bit, like, um, well, tell us a little bit more about that story. Like, how did you actually get to that point? Yeah. Thank, thank you, first of all, Sarah, for having me. And I've been watching you these since I started this journey in 2015. And I always looked at everything you present. It's so beautiful and energetic and creative and I'm all about creativity. So um, thank you for having me. And I'm really looking forward to meeting everyone through this new you know, space today. So um, I, I had a whole career and marriage and really good looking life. <laughs> I live here in Los Angeles. I live 10 minutes from the beach. I, I own my home with my ex-husband. I was working in the film business. I had a couple Oscars that I've made. On the, on the surface, everything was kick-ass. And I have a long story of traveling beyond my comfort zone and pushing boundaries and being bold and pursuing my life as an artist, which most people were always like, you can't do that. And I'd say, oh, yeah. And then I'd go do it. And and yet somehow I'd managed to get to a place um, where I had shut my light down. And I was physically ill um, with tummy troubles and everything because all my emotions, everything was just I had shut down or due to all kinds of stuff. And so... <laughs> that my journey is one of finding myself again and allowing, giving myself permission to take space, which is a mother and working in the film business, my ex busy, we're trying to make, yeah, everybody's on the hamster wheel and it's selfish to take time for yourself. Who do you think you are? All that kind of stuff. I had to, I just had to say enough. I'm worthy. And this whole journey has just been about continually saying enough. I'm worthy and standing up and honoring my own impetus. And the first thing I decided to do as an online entrepreneur was publish a coloring book. Nice. We have that in common. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You've actually done several and I'm, that's 
coloring is such a wonderful way to connect both sides of the brain and get into that relaxing space for people who don't know how to relax or slow down. So, you know, the year that I published this was 2015 and everybody was doing a coloring book. And I thought, well, me too. I'm an amazing artist. I have my master of fine arts. I have a career in film as an artist and me too. I'm going to get mine. And I just allowed myself to go to the beach every day and tune into the cosmos and talk to other women around the world online and deliver through my stages of growth. And that's what this is in the coloring book. It's essential oils, crystals, and drawings that will activate you to your own awareness. And I continued on and each leg of the journey has been about following the intuition, even if it's scary, even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, even if your husband or family is going, what are you doing? And trusting within and learning to close my eye and see with my eye and hear with my ears and feel with my heart. And one of the things that I've found about myself and my people is that we've been hurt. We're so wounded and many creatives feel so deeply and we bring the wounds of our past lives and our childhood through our art, our music, our frequency. And when we honor that wound and heal it and open our caged heart and free our voice, our frequency comes through. And we've been waiting a long time to be this exact frequency in this point in time. My whole body right now is just tingling with the energy coming through. So... By honoring who I was and who I am and taking space and doing things that seem absolutely ludicrous to somebody else, I now serve, serve. I illuminate, I guide many others to do those, those for themselves and then they do in their family and their communities. So knowing that that energy that comes through you and, and the impetus to do weird creative things, it's not a joke. It's everything we've ever meant to be it's so powerful i i just thought of a really interesting topic that i thought we could dive into and i know that a lot of creative people have this on their mind and it stops them from doing a lot of stuff and that simply is thinking that it's already done before right and gosh at the time where we both created coloring books there was a million coloring books being created right but we still did them at that time for whatever reasons that we had um i know that uh, i've talked about this a few different times with a few different creative individuals but i'd love to get your take on it and that is have you ever gone through something before where you've created something you've been working on it for a, quite a long time and it's like really resonates with you on a soulful level and yet then you see it out there you know what I mean? Then you see your creation like already out there. Like someone's used the same font, the maybe the same um, uh, title or something like that, right? And you're just like, oh God, I can't do it. I can't. It's already been done. <laughs> yeah. And this is so important to bring up because people do stop themselves from the thought process. Um, and there's many other uh, thoughts that people have that stop them. And that's actually my blog today. All the reasons why you need to stop right now. And then I go into why, you know, that's a bunch of bull. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm an innovator. Uh, I'm so out there and creative and can't help myself. And the ideas just come all the time. My problem isn't that somebody's going to, I don't care. This is my point. I've been dropping amazing, weird, crazy ideas since I started sharing. And I instantly would see not just one person, but 20 and 30 people go, 
that's a cool idea. I'm going to do that. And I think, yay, yay, go do it. Nobody is ever going to do it like me. No yeah. font or color or anything could ever be me or you, for that matter, any of us, really, when we truly embody our energy and frequency with love and compassion and fire and zest, right? Or whatever it is that is our predominant energy because some people are peaceful and loving and resonant you know whatever you got to be you if we were all the same there would be no fabric of the cosmos to weave together we'd all just be sitting there going being the same right so when i drop stuff i assume i assume every day when i post or every artwork i do or anything that's an inspiration and about 30 people are going to run off and inspire 30,000 people that's fine with me i'm cool with that but nobody can you so don't don't think it's already been done because it has already been done right all of it forever and that's the thing too right it's allowing yourself to keep going but I think the other part of that is is that especially for creative individuals we have to remember that we have to create things specifically I feel for ourselves first that's why we're creating them right we're not creating them for other people to judge them or we're not creating them to go in an art gallery or what have you like you have to create that thing for yourself and then when you're doing so that adds the magic to it right and it also takes away all the judgment right as soon as you're creating something for someone else first then all of a sudden it's well they like it or maybe they'd want me to do this or that or it's already been done they're going to judge me whatever right like so so it really is about creating for yourself first so you know even when you were creating that coloring book would you say that you were creating for yourself like first and foremost or were you maybe creating for others first I was totally self-absorbed on this one and that's why it's so pure and weird and raw and I've had people say I gave this to my friend she was really depressed and she's doing a lot better awesome an $8 coloring book, okay? So, yeah, I, and, and, you know, I want to talk about that space where you do trust yourself and leave other judgment. That is not easy, especially for, for those of us who are um, suffering some sort of trauma sort of vibe, you know, where we have had, like, kind of a lockdown on our natural expression for so long that now that we're coming into it, we're kind of, like, got Tourette's about it, you know? It's like, Here's my vibe. I mean, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, here it is. You know, <laughs> that space that you take for yourself. Like when I did this coloring, but there is no good reason in my upbringing that any of my family member or my ex-husband would say, yeah, babe, you go to the beach every day while I work my ass off and publish a coloring book. You know, I mean, it, the things that you might choose to do as a creative soul will not be okay with most other people. Until you do it, own it, and let it be. Yeah, for sure. Getting that confidence and getting to that space isn't a one straight shot either. Because I've done it a bunch of times. And then I still go into, holy shit, what am I doing? Am I doing it right? And so it's that journey of coming into that space. And that's what I do for my clients and for myself. It's that space. That space to nourish yourself. To listen to yourself to get quiet and do, when everybody else thinks you're supposed to be busy to close your eyes and see what comes through and to say no to being with others when maybe you're think everybody thinks you're supposed to be, whatever it takes. It's a tricky, you know, that's why support is good because otherwise you might just like I did for 10 years shut down. 
Okay. Do you plan ahead? Like, what do you do? Like, for me, I'm like super organic. So uh, planning about a month or two in advance is like a lot for me. But, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people um, tend to do kind of like the 90 day plan or or plan for the next six months, that kind of thing. What's going on in your mind right now? Like, um, well, I know people who know me are laughing like Val has a plan, which of course I have a plan. I wouldn't be have gotten to my stage if I didn't have some sort of plan. But I'm super organic and flowy to the point where what I've come into now is realizing that I've doubted that I've ha- I've questioned it and I've judged it because it's not the people I come from. The people I come from are like, are you on time? Have you done your checklist or whatever? And I understand that I have a master's degree, I have a full career. I understand the validity of structures and um, filling out. But what I've given into in my experience as priestess Beltopia is divine flow and if i need to cancel because it's not the right day i will tell you if i don't show up it's because i ain't got the energy it's not right and it's been painful sometimes because i do want to honor people's time and um but what i found is instead of giving in to the people pleasing and what i think other people want i'm connected to the divine guidance to the creative guidance And in doing so, and sometimes it's taken months and years to see the result. On the other side of that dedication and devotion to the cosmic guidance is everything unfolding exactly like how you couldn't have orchestrated it. And and when you see that enough times, then you begin to be pretty feisty about honoring. Now, I don't do... uh, I don't do a, but in terms of a schedule for Valtopia right now, I have a beautiful paid monthly membership that happens every new moon. I drop a thing, an experience, I call it. It's mainly right now a guided meditation, but as I grow, it's going to be whatever it is. And we get to set our intentions. So yes, every month I'm going to show up in my paid experience for the new moon. And now I started adding a free Zoom experience in my free group so that if somebody um, is coming into that new moon and feeling itchy. I have a, a gift of my time, and then hopefully they choose to come join us in the love drop or for one on one or not. It's up to them. So um, that's my schedule. And I am in the process of taking space and sharpening my knife, so to speak, about changing all of what I present to keep up with my evolving presence. And uh, in September, I would like to open a container that's bigger and longer and more than I've ever done. And that's how close I'm keeping it because it's okay. got to be fresh with me because I do weekly read. I do momentary reads. It's all coming through in the moment. And if you go too far in advance, it gets stagnant. There's that um, line drawn, for, especially for creative individuals, that is, you know, we have to plan we have to plan to some degree, but also, you know, if we're not following our intuition for the different decisions that we're making even daily, then that means that we're really quite staying rigid in our plan, right? Which means you're not actually open to intuition. So it's that, it's that, uh, you know, there's a line in the sand there that, um, you know, you could, it's important to have both, like, it's important to have both of that balance. But, um, 
you know, that gets me to my next thing I'd love to talk about. And that really is um, having a plan A and a plan B. And so I was speaking with someone the other day, and they have an amazing goal in mind that they would like to create for themselves, like a really strong desire. And um, we were just talking about how, you know, before she even gets to executing that, already in her mind, she's going to a plan B. And I always think that that's kind of a dangerous place to go. Now, our subconscious mind does always want us to dive into plan B. You know, it's always like plan B over here. Let's do this. Right. Because we always could have a plan B for plan B for plan B. But, um, you know, already, if you're doing a plan B before you're allowing plan A to even kind of show up or even see how it rolls out, um, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice because not only are you a, not believing in yourself right away, but you're also not allowing the universe to give you, you know, to show up halfway and be like, yeah, this is going to work for you. And then I also think that plan A too is like your non-negotiable life. Like if that's what you really want in life, like there should not be a plan B. So I was thinking about like how we can really like mentally shed away the plan B. And for me, that really was seeing the plan A as like the biggest, highest version of ourself, like that bright white light, however you want to make it look. I'm here. Can you hear me? (laughs) Oh, here I am. It's sparkly. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's everything you want to be. And then the plan B, see it as something as like murky and dark and you don't want to go there. Right. So sometimes we have to get all visual about it. But that's something that's really been coming up in conversation a lot lately in the past week. Just people saying that, you know, they do have a plan B. I'd love to know what you hear about that. What, what you'd like to say about that. Well, here we go. My, um, my deep commitment, like, I can't help myself, really. I don't have a plan B. I don't have a plan B because there really is no other option. <laughs> um, and I don't think like that. I'm, I guess I'm singularly passionate <laughs> my crazy experience and how I'm going to really I, be it and live it. Um, I, I guess... I, I believe that what we speak, think of, write down, draw, becomes. And, you know, my great-grandmother used to teach me this. My great-grandmother was really ahead of her time. And she did yoga and nutritious food and the power of positive thought and mind. So I really feel this. And I've effectuated it in my life and what I write down and what we speak. And so when my clients come to me, um, I don't think I've ever had a plan B conversation ever. I just talk about uh, where we're going and what we're doing. And um, if there's resistance, we honor what the resistance represents. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we're going toward, we stoke what is supposed to nourish that and release what doesn't and embody what is. So to me, there is no there ain't no plan B in Valtopia. Come on. No, (laughs) it's good. No, it's good because I mean, Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, the conversation here is really that, you know, if you're doing something that really lights you up and is excited, you're excited about it, you know, like, it just is what you can see yourself doing for life. And it's not necessarily, like, the exact things. I mean, Valtopia or even Wild and Creative, like, these brands can morph 
we can morph, but the whole idea is that this is our plan A and we're not going to be doing anything else, right? Like this is where, what we're, what I'm getting at. But um, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are just kind of going into what they're doing with a plan B already attached. And it's just a really dangerous place to, to work from, right? Like you, how can you ever really expect to go far if you're already toting your plan B around? Yeah. I don't think I get too many of those people because I'm very clear on on being super passionate and I dive really deep. And the work I do is deep. I have a very powerful, energetic um, gift. And even just communicating, you will walk away and go, hmm, what's going on there, you know? So... um, so that when you have that level of experience, which I think most of us who are truly dedicated to what we do, and I also do a lot of deep meditation and energy work and study it and hone what I already have naturally. And so there's no plan B when you're talking about shifting your chakras and soul from earth to cosmos. There's no plan B, baby. <laughs> but you know what my plan B is, to, to be honest? Like, before I got, I, I was almost 40 before I got married. I was in my late 30s. So I thought my life was over and I wasn't even going to get married or have kids. And I was, I was like, it's cool. I'm going to be a drummer. Because I lived in Hollywood and I have my music equipment. And I still feel like that. I'm like, okay, you know, if it don't work out, I'm going to get a drum set. I love to read books. Like if all this fell apart, you know, that, that's what I always think of. I'm like, well, I like to cook. I like to paint. I love dr- music. Simple things that bring joy and bring frequency pleasure. That, that's my plan B. Not an actual, well, I guess I'll go get a job. In another conversation I was having this morning, we were actually talking about how, you know, thinking about like what your legacy is going to be, right? And how we should really attach our plan B to our legacy, right? Because if we're moving ahead always in the direction of our legacy, then plan B is not even there. Right. Like, so that's, that's a, like kind of a good way of looking at it. But um, can you kind of dive into what is, what do you want your legacy to be? So we have a good idea. Sure. Um, I feel like I've already, like, since I've been doing this experience, um, I have had people message me all the time. I, you're free live stream. I lost a hundred pounds watching you and I've never said anything or, I, I left my husband because of you and my life's so much better now or whatever. I get messages all the time. So um, I feel grateful that I had the courage to put myself out there. It was terrifying for me at first. I felt like an idiot. Like I had my own show on Facebook. Are you kidding me? Like I just, you know, to shift from being a regular, well, I wasn't a regular person, but I wasn't a pre- presenting myself as a speaker or sharing my thoughts or anything. So I did it. And as a result, Many other sisters and brothers feel better in their own skin. And that has created more harmonious relationships with the people they care about. And they have shifted their DNA and their ancestral roots. So my legacy truly in my desire and creation and impetus is to shift everything on a macro and microcosmic level from earth to cosmos. So as I embody and honor my old self and become this newer self that honors love and compassion and clearing away the wrongs of the past, 
uh, my energy is more beautiful and positive and resonant. And I teach that to my children and everyone I come in touch with. And that has a ripple effect out that then affects the energy and vibration of the cosmos. And that was the first thing I set out to do when I created Valtopia, to create a positive ripple wave of love, light, and compassion in the universe. And so that's my what I feel my legacy is. Let you let you be yourself because you're frequent. You came here to do and be you. And I honor and see you in all of your frequency and this stuff that's going on that you're holding. Nah, let's be you. Love it. Be in themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that you do a lot of work with soul frequency or even just frequency, right? So for people that are maybe just tuning in, because believe it or not. I know it's hard for sometimes for us to believe, but a lot of people don't even really understand what energy is, right? So if you can kind of give a little bit of insight as to like what the frequency work that you do is, that'd be super helpful. Yeah, I'd love to. And I, you know, I got my crystals. I'm, I don't need any great process to get into this. It's, it's happening as we speak. But um, so frequency is energy, which everything is created up of a vibration, we're light frequency, we're sound frequency. And you can think of it like a wave. Um, and the energy at which we resonate determines our experience. That's so esoteric. Um, I like to bring it down really simple. And I'm actually been creating some really fun little videos. That was always my dream is to create really fun edutainment to explain all this stuff because it's so simple and so powerful and it changes your life. And I think my client said to me this week, one of the biggest things, you know, I'm, it's not the big ahas, it's these little shifts. And I'm looking around and saying, well, I just don't do that anymore. I don't talk to that person anymore. Whereas I was hooked on it for years. So choosing Choosing what we do and be affects our frequency. And that choice um, can open up more and more as we tune into our own body. So the first way you can find out about energy is to get really quiet with yourself and feel. What do you feel? What are you, where are you feeling? And when I work with my clients or on a live stream or group experience, I can feel things in your energy centers with you. And together we can go, oh, what is that? Many of my clients have been burned as witches in the past or have priestess stories. And, you know, some people go, what? What's she talking about? It's all awareness. Is my throat tight? My heart hurt a little bit? Do I have a sinking feeling in my gut? What's not going on there? Why am I tingling up here? And it's subtle. It's really subtle. Lately, I've been getting, I'm getting it right now. This feeling like somebody's brushing the back of my neck. That's <laughs> connection. That's soul. That's, that's soul family going, nice, good job. That's right, good. Tingle, tingle, tingle. That's my own excitement in my own body and awareness of what's working and what's not. And really, all of our life as frequencies is about feedback. Very simple. Is the feedback squashing my energy or opening it up? Mm -hmm. For sure. There is so much that people do um, that, you know, well, first off, I want to say that 
I think definitely, I mean, everybody's creative. We all know that everybody has the ability to not only, um, you know, on the mental side of things, manifest their own creations, and their own reality, but on the physical side of things, also create, you know, their physical um, artistic aspects of creation, right? Um, but those that are more expressive creatively, definitely, I feel, are slightly more tuned in, even if they're not quite sure about what that means. Um, do you find that a lot of the women that you attract, or men, I'm not sure, men or women, that you attract to work with are already quite tuned in, or are you really helping them already, like, open up, like, as they start to work with you? Yeah, I love that question. Um, all of the people I've worked with are quite highly aware and sensitive. The scale to which they tuned and honed into their awareness varies. I get people here have never seen their color. Like I've had a lot of clients go, oh my gosh, I'm seeing an eye or I'm seeing colors. And as we go through the chakras, they will see. I have a lot of people who've never experienced their own awareness. And guides experience that with me. They bring it in. Maybe I will relax enough or I don't know what it is, but we do. But then I've also worked with really advanced, high level, important people that are way advanced, but they still... I'm still bringing another layer of expansion to their own awareness. But most of the people that are um, tuned into me are, are highly sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've developed that sensitivity as a necessity as a child because they've had to. And it's reconciling that had to with what a wonderful gift, superpower, that integration. That's what we do. A lot of the work is, Releasing what's stopping you from feeling that integration, integrating it, and then activating you into being it, loving on it, and letting it come out. So, because uh, if you're not, that's where you get people are getting sick. You know, they have IBS, they have um, fatigue, they have uh, body muscle, you know, inflammation. It's from all that that limbo place where you think you're being a nice lady and doing the right thing. And you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping your family. In fact, you're, you're doing us all a disfavor, you know? Take care of you. Take care of you. See what you like and do what you want. And quit holding resentment toward yourself and others. Because you don't have the balls to stand up and go, you know what? I don't like this. And I'm being aggressive right now. But sometimes that's what it takes for people to snap out of their slumber or their stupor. To come into their beautiful power. And I will do that if I need to. I can get feisty. <laughs> I'm very sweet too. <laughs> so you said so you said before. Sorry, every time I talk here, every time I talk, echo. Um, um, you, you said you said. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on here. Okay. You said before that you were a very creative, artistic person. I would love to know, and I'm sure a lot of other people would as well, um, you know, what is your kind of creative go-to when you wake up sometimes and maybe you're not actually in your most creative or inspired state? You're not feeling kind of tuned and tapped in that morning or you just woke up kind of in a bad mood or what have you, and you know that there's a higher version of yourself that could be, obviously, Valtopia. How do you go from Val to Valtopia? (laughs) If you're not feeling so Valtopia in the moment. <laughs> right. I sing and I dance. Music. Sing and dance. Music. Dance that and move my body. And you know what? Body movement is what I would recommend to any of you that feels stuck. As soon as you begin to move your body and 
you know, but I sing. Singing is huge for me. My voice is a huge part of who I am and how I resonate as me. And so, um, and I sing on my live streams. I sing to my clients. I tone. The toning that I do in my healing sessions is amazing and it's where I'm going. In fact, I'm, I'm aiming and intending to be in a stadium with my voice. I mean, it's important to, to, to bring this stuff to people who aren't, you know, to, to temper it, you know, so they can absorb it if you can. Um, most important is to take care of your own growth. And I agree with you on the modalities. I've, <laughs> I've studied empowered energy, which is my fav- one of my favorite techniques. And I have used that one. Um, it's a wonderful method of clearing that's so like right away. And I use it in a lot of my group experiences and in many client sessions. And then I've studied the sacred soul alignments. I've, um, I've studied DNA restructuring. I didn't get my certification because I'm again, following my own thing. And then I just did a wonderful mentorship with divinity and action, learning even more about entities and clearing space and all these things that, um, when we're in a session or in a group experience, sometimes some of it comes up and sometimes it, it doesn't. And I allow in the moment to make weird noises, to put this up here if I need to, to dance, to move, whatever I'm being guided in the moment, I'm really open to channeling that through. And I think that's why, I'm, yes, all of my clients walk away with one session feeling a lot more worthy. And can you imagine, like, I'm pretty emphatic that part of my the experience of working with me is I am a performer um, and a channel. So I get lightning in my eyes and I get into it and I'm like, you, you will, you know, as it comes through, it's fun. It's, it's, it's love, it's compassion and it's passion. And when you feel that coming and you want that and it comes in, you remember yourself. I'm a mirror for you. And I had to find myself again. So then you're like, oh, damn, I am beautiful. And I'm going to do this. So yeah, self-worth and worthiness and asking for what you deserve and getting new clients. How have you seen the connection really bloom with you being an artist? Like, I know that you said that most of what you do now for clients is not just about like the artistic self-expression it's more about like the personal self-expression that is allowing you to um be the person you want to be you know feel comfortable using all different types of healing modalities feeling comfortable putting a crystal on your forehead if that's what you feel needs to be right you're really holding that space for people so how has it been what's the connection really been like for you as an artist um how have you seen like that growth and that blossoming for you as you've been a lot as you've been on the journey to not only helping others but really blossoming in your own just you know, experience and being that like wild and crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so yeah, I love this question. You know, I, um, I started when I was in my old home asking for divorce and my husband would said no for like two years. That was a lot of fun. Let me tell you. Um, at night in my own space, I would stay awake and I would draw, I would do self portraits, digital self portraits on my phone. And, And Every night I would process what I'd gone through or every week and post it on Instagram. And I posted on Instagram. You can go back to my Instagram and go back through my feed and see my whole journey. And as I continued to work on myself, which I didn't realize this is my modality. And one part of it is 
when I work on the portrait and I'm looking at you and your eyes and your presence and feeling into you, I'm with you. And when I add a throat chakra star or a starburst on your third eye, I have clients go, I felt that. What did you just do? I'm different now. What, I, what did you do? And it's from a digital portrait that I'm doing on my phone. And the reason I do digital portraits on my phone is because I have two little kids. I've been going through a divorce. Let's get real. I had to ask universe because I started with paintings. My first portrait was a watercolor for um, Dane McKay. It was beautiful. I didn't have the capacity at that time in my life to have canvases and paintbrushes and mess and young children around. So I asked the universe, let's make it efficient and let's make it easy. And he gave me this wonderful solution and I'm still doing it. That's one of my highest ticket experiences on my website um, is to get your portrait experience. And I'm doing it now where you can see befores and afters. And it's a little hard for people to understand what it is. And I'm okay with that because I'm booking the clients when they come in and it's happening and the work is beautiful. So I think it's just a matter of time expressing in testimonials and referrals. But it's a wonderful combination of this direct one-on-one uh, -on -one experience and this integration and stuff that's happening when you're not talking to my face. Mm -hmm. And then seeing yourself as this whole other thing and as a way you – you knew, but you never saw it. It's that, and then spirit guides and animals guides and things come through, and and then you can keep looking at it to bolster yourself to stay in that place. It's a whole wonderful experience. So I found by using my art, digital art skills, which I had a whole career doing that, um, that's come through. And then of course the music and the toning is my um, way. And I've used digital sketches too on my phone to communicate with my audience a lot. When I had nothing else I could do and I'm in the car with my kid or something, I can draw a little sketch and say, mm -hmm. what do you feel and communicate with 20, 50 people that needed that that day? Well, until next time, check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun and creative things for you to take part in. Thanks for listening.